0: What it do, peoples? I appreciate y'all coming to Real Talk. Y'all taking time out of y'all's day is something that I'm not going to look past. And I appreciate you paying me that respect. So on this episode, we're going to talk about patience and freedom. And how that can be a journey that leads to so many other benefits. Life, more often than not, is survival of the fittest. Whether you fit physically and you start seeing changes in how people see you and treat you, or you're fit mentally and you start seeing changes in how you see yourself and treat yourself, the former is well documented. From the countless of social media posts of weight loss journeys or at-home workouts to the plethora of magazines promoting healthy diets and gym routines. It's not hard to search and find the changes life takes when you embark on those journeys. The latter, however, is somewhat of a taboo topic. People tend to assume they know what it is and don't need educating on it. Nothing can be further from the truth, however. It actually shows how weak we truly are as a society and individuals. A reason for the ignorance is that not many know what being mentally fit looks like. For example, people associate crying with weakness. Men and women tend to look at themselves as being strong when they don't cry. And for some reason, it's to a point that we start looking at ourselves as more human for rejecting what makes us human. Like, you can't deny emotion. You can try all you want to, but you can't. That's what makes you human. And for some reason, we have now painted this picture that if you deny yourself these human characteristics, you're somehow stronger. The truth is, just because you're not producing tears, though, doesn't mean you're not crying. When you're in so much pain and you start drinking or doing something to numb yourself or distract yourself, believe it or not, that's a form of crying. When you find yourself venting out of nowhere, like when someone is just talking to you and you just start getting things off your chest, that's a form of crying. Crying can take many forms when you don't let it go organically. When you fight your natural urges, there's no strength in that. It's only neglect and denial. I mean, you could, I guess, paint a picture that it truly take someone strong to deny themselves that kind of uh, emotion but it's it's kind of mismanaged I guess is a good way of putting it because while you're exhibiting enormous amounts of strength you're putting it in the wrong places. If you can just acknowledge that it takes so much strength to do that and Take from that the strength. And not the continued philosophy. You can truly. Start accomplishing things. That you never thought you could. Because it takes that understanding. To gain confidence. You don't get confidence. From. Rejection. Whether it's from someone else. Or yourself. That never comes. Unless it's forced. And when it's forced. It's. It kind of tends to be a lie. And so that type of thinking, the I can do whatever comes my way, I can take care of whatever I try to embark on, that comes from allowing yourself to be human. It's only neglect and denial that you truly accomplish When those two toxic traits are practiced, the only thing that you exhibit is weakness. And it's difficult to see that because you think that, because crying is what truly makes you weak, you're really strong because you don't. But there is no strength in that. Again, you can look at it, how maybe you're strong for doing what you do, but as far as productive strength, constructive strength, strength that can be looked at and used for other places in life to get you an advantage that's not what it needs to be one difficult thing to accept is we let ourselves down or we stop ourselves from success you know the 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 common saying we are our own worst enemy Resisting reality can lead us down a dark and destructive path. It can also result in a lonely life. Because we reject the truth, we end up distancing ourselves or pushing away anybody who speaks the truth. It'll get so bad for some of us that we'll confuse someone as enemies when we really should look at them as people trying to help. It's kind of like somebody telling you you should leave this person because you are so determined to make whatever you're in work that you look at those people as enemies you look at those people as they don't want you to be happy you look at those people as they don't want you to succeed when the truth is you are being your own worst enemy you are being someone that is not free from what the life that you want is truly producing in life, aka reality. When you resist reality, when you fight reality, you end up fighting people that love you because they are not in this world that you've pit, pit, they're not in this world that you put in, yourself in. I know it may seem real to you, and it may seem real to the other person that's actually the reason and the root for this, but it's not real to anybody else. And distancing yourself from those people instead of that reality that you're in is truly going to lead to a place that may not be easy to come back from. You may actually burn bridges because you're not understanding the direction you're going in. Like, metaphorically, you could be trying to go straight, but you're you're really going sideways. You're never really going forward in life. You're just changing your scenery. And so the people that are allowing this dedication and this hard work to be flourished because, you know, you can't really do anything by yourself when you truly want to accomplish something in the world. You want to do something by yourself. Yeah, you can't do something by yourself. But in the world speaking, you can't do really anything by yourself. So the people who can be responsible for helping you build these bridges to go forward, you're burning them. And you can't build those bridges no more because you're not going in the right direction. Currently, you're burning any potential, you know, eureka moments. You know, like you you just had a a euphoria and somehow you start thinking about things that really start helping you. You can burn ways to make those paths easier because you're already setting yourself back body has a tendency to know the truth even when your mind tries the best to reject it. Another way to explain it is with your emotions. A lot of the time, when we live in denial, the truth has a tendency to anger us. The anger can stem from us realizing somebody else sees it too, which ultimately results in separation. A common side effect of denial is surrounding yourself with yes, men, women. You'll start distancing yourself from people who truly care about you or people who challenge your thinking and only hang around people who don't care and just say, yeah, you're right. Keep doing what you're doing. The key to knowing what's real and what's said to just get done with is patience. A common problem in today's society is rushing. Whether it's with someone you just met or whether you're going with something and you just rush through the process because you feel like you should be in a better place than you are right now. Without patience, finding whatever works will go from uh, really a working to a, it's a go-to method. Doing whatever works will take you away from truly getting through it and start you on a course of who cares about tomorrow. In other words, you'll end up sabotaging your own success. You'll sacrifice tomorrow, a.k.a. either by making promises you can't keep or by just saying yes to get the conversation over with and only care about getting past today. There's a difference between getting through something and getting past something. When you get past something, you're just driving around it. You're not learning how to get over it. You're not learning how to work with it. You're just driving around it or running away from it, hoping it doesn't appear again. But things you encounter on your journey shouldn't be looked at like minor speed bumps. Of course, there are you know, certain times where these things aren't exactly as big as they seem. You know, whereas... In a year, you're not going to really, hell really, in a month, but we'll just be for safe purposes. In a year, you're not going to remember this at all. But that's not the point. The point is to look at it as a major learning lesson, not something to stress over. Like, this is something you should really take home with you, you know? This is something that you, you should really put in your resume, so to speak, you know? Because we all have a resume. We all have strong points. We all have things we've done for a certain amount of time and yet we've been either to better things or worse things, depending on which direction you took, but we all hope to have the best resume we can for either a potential partner or an opportunity, and we show them that it's not about where we work, it's who we are when we work, you know, and these things cannot flourish or come to fruition when you aren't accepting these lessons, when you treat these things as just, okay, all I have to do is get around it, that's it. Like, for example, someone cheating. When you never really address the issue, and the issue is you, it's not them. Them cheating is not the problem. Them cheating is just a result of the problem. The problem is how you can't understand that because you don't look at yourself as someone worth taking serious. They don't. But if all you do is just accept their apology and think they never do it again, you're just driving around the problem. You're just hoping that the problem that you're going through right now never resurfaces. And and when it does, you just bury dirt, a.k.a. whoever is trying to show you this isn't okay. You take them out your life. You you kill it. You put dirt on it. Anything you put dirt on is going to kill Now, if you put dirt with, yeah, it's going to actually work out because dirt can be some really essential stuff. But if you put it on just to kill it, guess what you're going to do? You're going to suffocate it. You're going to take the life and the breath out of any journey you were going to take with those people. And those people can truly take you on some epic paths, man crazy because we think we know what's best for us when we're really under some spell that because we're not accepting how far back we're setting ourselves we're thinking we're truly moving forward but it's just the person we're with is not allowing us or this job we're in and the lifestyle we've chosen to live is not allowing us to see the true harm we're causing ourselves if you don't find a way to learn how to better avoid the issue for example it may just be your pride and dealing with your pride will help avoid the conflict or deal with the issue for another example it may just be a problem with communication your emotions communication. communicating your emotions and learning how to express how you feel before you feel like exploding may help you in the future it could be something else entirely either way taking your time to work through it will better equip you on how to better deal with it in the long run One big reason you may not know someone truly until you live with them is because when times get rough, they won't be able to call you back or run away from the situation like they could when separate. You have to figure it out. And when people have to face their emotions, a different side comes out. You can call it their true side. And while you're not wrong until you're true with yourself, you'll never see their true side. By going through that ordeal head on, you're better equipped to handle it, even when someone else goes through it. And they can't handle it themselves. We often use poor crisis resolutions skills as reasons to leave. Some didn't even know that that's a character trait, let alone how to work to strengthen it. But crisis resolutions are basically traits or skills that help resolve any crisis. Sounds simple, but it's truly not practice. For example, being mature in a crisis is having some understanding that it's not just about pointing out the problem, it's about also trying to come up with a solution. By being mature, you'll practice patience when someone starts tripping. See, those immature will stop. Or stoop to a lower level than they should because they can't let someone think they're soft or some other expletive laced rant about how someone got them fucked up but by being mature you'll know it's just a front and being patient knowing that as soon as they open their eyes and realize you're not the enemy they're going to apologize for everything they just said But that's also Another important thing That's why you only do this For people who are worth it Because no matter who Excuse me No matter who it is They're going to understand That what they're doing Is going to hurt them And that what you're doing Is really helping them Now how long it takes Depends on the person But everybody accepts That reality When it hits them in the face Because it's just like Well I have no choice But to understand That I'm truly hurting myself And they're going to Apologize to you They're going to do everything they can to make it up to you, or you're going to do everything to make it up to them. So, trying to fight back with the same juvenile tactics that they practice will get you nowhere. And I don't mean nowhere like it'll get you nowhere, like no, it'll get you somewhere. It's just it'll get you nowhere you want to be. But when you understand that what they're going through is simple immaturity and not a true side of them that's an example of crisis resolution skills another crisis resolution skill is empathy maybe what they're saying about you is really how they feel about themselves and how they've just gotten used to going to you to help understand instead of going to themselves or thinking about it first That. That takes a while to understand, though. Like, we can build or form a foundation with someone that has them a thinking that we're truly all they need to come to some understanding. Like, some type of issues in their life. And instead of trying to address it themselves, they'll immediately talk to you, or immediately call to you, or you'll immediately talk to them, or you'll immediately call them. And you'll start training your brain to think that you can't do nothing without this person, or this type of advice, or this type of situation being handled with this type of understanding. And that understanding only comes from this person. And so essentially, you'll stop trying to be whatever it is that makes you human. And you'll just start being either a carbon copy of somebody else, or you'll just start being what someone else wants you to be. And with empathy, you'll understand their path. We may not have handled it as poorly as they did, but that still doesn't change the path of, hey, we both are in pain. Some of us are much stronger than we think, and that by holding them to that standard, We're expecting too much. And that's why until you're true with yourself, you'll never see the true side of anyone else. Because you're showing with yourself that there's a line you won't cross. Nobody is lost forever, but some of us will need you to cross a few lines to bring us back. A good movie to watch to better illustrate this is Antoine Fisher. Antoine Fisher, played by Derek Luke has to see the therapist on the ship because he's in the Navy. And the therapist is Denzel Washington, right? And now Antoine, who has a beautiful soul, but he kept getting in altercations. And any time he got into an altercation, he needs a mental health evaluation. So there was one time where Denzel had to stand toe-to-toe with him. And he's not the type of people that is used to matching his energy. You know, Antoine. But for good, you know, he has people matching his energy, but it's the fight. Denzel crossed that line and he showed that the anger can be redirected to your benefit rather than your downfall. But that's something else to notice. Antoine never got close to doing that with him again. Never tried to check Denzel, never tried to fight Denzel again. Because it took Denzel crossing that line to show him that just because you think you're right, doesn't mean you are And Antoine finally started to open up. He then showed how many times someone else crossed that line and that everyone can relate to that too. Regardless of how many times, if you got done wrong or you deserve whatever happened, that needed to be heard. But when understood that someone has gone through something traumatic, modifications begin. And I say but because it tends to be a negative look or outlook when you start changing things. Like people say, oh, you can't change me. Or people say, you should never change, you should stay yourself. But that's why it's modifications, it's not change. As the one trying to help, trying to be there for them. You know this was going to be a test of your love and faith. With each test, a new and improved approach should come with a result from each one. Here's where empathy becomes a deciding factor. With empathy, you can approach the situation cautious but confident because not only do you have a way to snap them out of the dark hole they're in or take them out of, but you know how severe yet delicate this needs to be. Without empathy, you can find yourself getting more and more frustrated from the unengaged responses you're getting or the wall you have to break through. Sprinkle a little patience, and you may see a side of them that they didn't even know they were capable of. That's why patience is also a key to freedom. See, a lot of us look at ourselves as free because nobody's getting whipped mercilessly or we're not all bonded to each other. But that's the kind of thinking that leaves you susceptible to enslavement. Believe it or not, a lot of us are enslaved. The slave master, you ask, is fear. See, it's naive to automatically associate slave mastery with humans. That's not the point of this, because that's what actually has you thinking it's physical. Slave masters is a Fear, not fear. I wouldn't say fear. It's 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 a trait or something that you ultimately will give your life to avoid. For a lot of us, that's fear. When we're in fear of something, we truly want nothing to do with it. You know, for example, these 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 robberies that you see at stores with these guys who put who like shows a gun through a jacket, and all it was was just his fingers. Now I'm not sitting there saying, you know be Superman and fight everyone you see that does that. But the fear that someone had of them actually having a gun allowed them to rob them. See, slavery starts with the mind. Fear is a main tactic for humans who wish to enslave. Whether it's jeopardizing your future or your loved one's health, fear and slavery are synonymous. Slaves are either forced or brainwashed into thinking whatever's asked of them, there's no better alternative. Whether you go back to the early days of America and slaves never wanted to band together or run away, or you fast forward to today's times of people who never left the state, let alone the country, saying this is the best place in the world. The goal is to have you think it is no better than what you have now. The Achilles heel to a revolutionist is what if. Playing what-if games can leave you crippled. Part of the reason someone's enslaved is because of the lack of self-confidence they have. So when it comes to actually doing something, the fear of what-if will keep them helpless. It takes patience to achieve true freedom. What is true freedom? Freedom of mind. Free from outside hatred stopping Free from the self-doubt that cripples you. Free from past misfortunes because you matured enough to realize the greatest teacher in the world is experienced. Free from childhood trauma that up until now have shaped you to be someone you're not. See, freedom has very little to do with money or environment. There are some people are more free in jail than in mansions when enslaved it's going to take a lot more than ambition to free yourself it takes time it takes time it's understandable why you want to escape you know right this instant but if not handled properly you make things worse and harder on yourself Take a step back to see how many calculated moves had to be made for you to get here. Realizing it's vital to the chances of you overcoming. Because unless acknowledged that this didn't just happen overnight, you'll do more harm than help. These situations that you're in, you know, with a job, with a relationship, with a college, and you're in a major, you start to realize you may not want, but you're going through with it because you're trying to get the approval or acceptance of your parents or or someone else or whatever. This didn't just happen overnight. You can't just wake up one day and feel like everything is over. As far as this whole ordeal, I don't mean in life, you know, but it doesn't work like that. Because you didn't just wake up and get into the situation. You know, all of us were in a better place at some point. And we may not have acknowledged the true state that we're in until now. And now it's. Days, weeks, months, years, some of us, decades. And that's not to say it's going to take days, months, weeks, years, whatever it took to get there, it's going to get back. No, it doesn't mean that. But surely doesn't mean you're going to just wake up one day, it's going to be all right. No. But on the flip side of that, because it's important to understand everything has, you know, different... Ways of seeing it. When you do work hard enough. And you do. Try something. With all of your might. There will be a day where you wake up. And it's just going to be different. You know Albert Einstein. Once said. I'm pretty sure. Plenty of people have said it. But I, this is just a quote. That I'm getting it from. Albert Einstein said. You know. When you. and Not verbatim. But. Just something along the lines of when you want a true answer to a problem, go to sleep and you'll wake up with the answer. And that's not to say everybody go to sleep with the problem they got on a college major and wake up and you'll figure out the arithmetic. No, but you'll figure out a way to get that answer. You'll figure out the answer in a way that maybe you weren't understanding to begin with. And so one day you will wake up after months or years of hard work and you're just going to It's like, damn. But we're talking about without the work being applied, without the strength to keep pushing, you're never going to just wake up and get out of it. That's not how you got here. And you'll approach each situation... Like this is all that it's going to take to reverse your fortunes. And until you can accept that it will take hard work to get you through. You'll end up psyching yourself out. Thus making it hard to work. The amount of patience will determine your amount of success. Try your best. Try your best. Try your best not to approach everything as if once you triumph your life would change dramatically. Hence why patience is so crucial because it's going to take a thousand baby steps to reach your desires. The longer you spend on trying to make it there in one leap, the further your road gets. Sometimes when you work on something hard enough, other benefits begin to arise. For example, let's say your focus is on freeing yourself from the insecurities someone else duped you to believe in. By doing so much work on reversing that narrative, you're ultimately building emotional intelligence as a byproduct. And for those who don't understand emotional intelligence, that's like saying someone is a lot older than their age or someone that lacks a lot older than their age or someone's a lot more mature Than their age You know emotional intelligence Is how you process things It's how you Move Per se Emotional intelligence Is a very Important thing To value Because some of us Will meet people that May look Like an adult But do not act like one some of us will meet people who look young and may be the oldest person we ever met. You know, like those of us who had a rough childhood, those of us who may not have got to experience being a child. Our emotional intelligence is far more advanced than those who have not And it's not to say that you can't reach those levels by going through something non- as toxic but that lifestyle ages you you may not look like it but at 10 you were cooking because your parents were drunk or at work or at 13 excuse me you were trying to figure out how to go to sleep from crying yourself to sleep because something you never want to speak of happened and now you're 30 Still trying to do the same thing. You're old. It's not a disrespect. It's not a derogatory thing. It's not a problem to be old emotionally. That's just to say... More times than not, situations that normally cause crisis for others... Is not for you. You've been through worse. So that's going to allow you to keep pushing through this and give them the strength they need to keep pushing. You're building mental strength that can help you rest assured that this particular example won't happen again. This cycle that most of us seem to practice tends to come from lack of understanding. You know, whether it's a revolving door and we keep failing or whether it's uh, no matter what we try, we end up losing people we love or we end up losing our footing or whatever situation applies to your life. That mental strength that you're building by trying to overcome is going to allow you this example to never happen again. Now, I say allow because it's truly something that you'll have to accept from this point forward. Before now, you never really acknowledged it. You never knew it. That's why the mental strength was never known to, you know, be missing. But now that it's been pointed out, now there's really no excuse. Now it's just you don't want to. You have to allow it. But this specific example, and I say specific example because it's not like, you know, we'll use the cheating example again. It's not like you, oh man, I said euphoria earlier and I meant epiphany. Man, sorry about that. But it's, it's not like you're going to wake up and realize that you're weak or you should have done this. You should have done that. No. It's really a byproduct of you accepting that mental strength is needed. It doesn't take long to build mental strength. It doesn't take much. To get to a certain point, of course, you know, you're not going to just hop, skip, and jump there. No. But it doesn't take long to build it. And when you do, these specific examples... It's not going to reappear as it is now, you know, like we'll use the cheating example. As I was saying earlier, we'll use a cheating example. Just because you figured out a way to get past this doesn't mean this specific example is going to happen again. But maybe if you understand and learn how to take care of yourself better. You'll leave the person and never have the situation happen again. Or someone may have, you know, just messed up. You know, that's a whole other conversation for another day. But this specific example, of the cheating, will never happen again. And it's not to say you will never be cheated on. No, because you know, some of these truly just happens out of nowhere. But you'll never cheat on yourself. And another way to understand that is you'll never cheat on yourself with someone else. It's difficult to understand that. Let that sink in. You'll never cheat on yourself with someone else. What I mean by that is we need ourselves. We truly need ourselves. You can't deny that you need to talk to yourself. You can't deny that you need to pamper yourself. You need to love yourself. And just like in a a relationship when you need your significant other and you'll go to someone else for it, You need yourself for trust, for strength, for love. But you'll go to someone else for it. You'll cheat on yourself. Allowing them to cheat on you. It's kind of difficult to understand, but it it makes sense when you dive down. When you dive deep, excuse me. By cheating on yourself, you allowed yourself to be cheated on... Because you don't know what signs are shown. You think they're doing right because you've done it. Like, oh, I can look past it because, you know, I did that. Not understanding you were wrong when you did it. And if you don't understand that you were wrong when you did it, you're not going to think they're wrong when they do it. But building that mental strength to trust yourself, to love yourself, to look at yourself before you look at anybody else. That's going to allow this specific example of being cheated on to never happen again. Of course, we're not talking about you physically being cheated on, but when you stop cheating on yourself, somehow some way being cheated on also stops. Cuz you start noticing the signs. You start noticing what's about to happen. You start noticing even before cheating could even come across your table, not everyone that likes you deserves to be talked to. You know, I let's say I just met you and I come to you and say I like you. You know, you take that with a grain of salt. I don't know you. In order for me to say I like you, I must be talking about physically. Unless we had some encounter, unless, you know, I'm around you and I overhear you, there's no way I can like you. Even then, really, I can't, but at least I know something about you, but there's nothing. And building that mental strength will allow you to see that if you, you know, found a relationship off of this Nine times out of ten, you're going to be cheated on. Because there's nothing stable from this. I like you. It changes a lot. Love doesn't, you know, but like does. We can go to sports and say, I like my favorite team. And they go on a losing streak. You know, we ain't liking them no more. We go to TV shows. I like, our, you know, we like our favorite shows. And the next thing you know, it a new host comes or... A new character comes and now the whole show is ruined. You know, like light changes. And so, when you build that mental strength, you understand that liking is not stable. You can build from it. You can't build off of it. You know, let this be a tree branch. Don't let this be the tree. You also start to get a grasp on who's really there for you and who's not. See, sometimes us as people get to such a low place in life that feeling needed, regardless for what it's for, you know, as long as you're needed, it's more important than feeling better. Allow me to elaborate. Some of us may continue toxic relationships because we feel so worthless by ourselves. A more specific example is having a friendship where only one person talks about their problems. Only one person talks about what they're going through and the other person is there for them. But anytime they want to talk about something it's usually either ignored it's either uh, downplayed or diminished, or the other person will end up talking about themselves in a way that they think is helping you. You may see this in people who want to be liked more. You may see this in people who are lonely and value being talked at over being talked to at all. You may see this in people who misconstrued what help really is. You know, help, the confusion, is enabling. The difference between helping and enabling is reality. Of course, you know, there's other things, but it's the biggest thing, reality. When you enable, you essentially are aiding someone in their escape from reality. When you help. You show how what they did was counterproductive and strive for a solution. When you enable, you sway them to believe that what they did was okay. And whether that stemmed from you not wanting to hurt their feelings or you just not knowing any better in general. And the only reason it didn't work was because of everybody and everything else but them. That's toxic. You know, you're know, not wanting to hurt someone's feelings. It's toxic. You may not look at it because you think you're being nice. But there's nothing nice about lying. Like. Think about it like this man. For those of us who never really had a childhood. This is going to really make sense. But it's wrong to think that's the norm. So let's just revert back to Santa Claus. Right. And. When we believed in Santa Claus, you know, it was dope. You know, every December 24th, every night, we're like, oh, man, I wonder what I got. I wrote a Christmas list. I did good all year. You know, all this stuff. We built up so much hype, so much momentum. Some of us leave cookies and milk out, you know? And then think about it when you were told it's not true. You know, some of us, it may have lasted you know, a couple of minutes, some of us, that impact may have lasted a couple of weeks. Some of us may have had Christmas brewing forever. But think about how much pain that caused you. Like, yeah, it, it was great while it lasted, you know, but damn. Now I'm really messed up. That's kind of the thing about which you can apply to this situation. Because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings and you lie to them. You basically add strength to the blow that it's going to take to them. You know, like, let's say a realization for them is that maybe they're really not that good like they think they are. But you enable them by saying, oh, it was just that coach or that boss or your coworker." You just basically get to thinking everyone else is the problem and not them. Yeah, maybe temporarily you didn't hurt their feelings, but you strengthened that blow because now they're about to ruin another opportunity. And deep down, you knew it all the time. And that's why it's important to decipher who's really worth it and who's not, because patience is almost impossible sometimes. Patience is almost to a point to where it's now seen. I mean, now seen is now deemed as. Only the old or older can achieve it. When in actuality, patience comes from teaching. Whether life taught you or whether someone else taught you. You must be taught that patience is freedom. When you are patient. You are free of all insecurities that's going to help, or not help, but really hurt, but help you to rush it. You're free from all the doubt that people will feed into you to make you think you're not doing it the way you should. Patience is freedom. Because when you truly achieve patience you will be free of whatever it takes for you to not be human. And that's ultimately what we're enslaved by. We're enslaved by this way of thought that as long as we can fight being human, we're okay. And once you're free from that, You'll understand that it would take patience to get you where you want to get to. Not harder work. Not better work. You know, there will be times that applies, but, you know, once you reach a certain level, there's nothing more you can do for yourself. Like some of us were taught how to plant and garden as a child or as an adolescent, And that taught patience. Because when you plant, doesn't matter how much water you give it, doesn't matter how much sun you give it, it doesn't matter how much food, you know, photosynthesis, whatever. It ain't going to grow tomorrow. It's going to be incremental growth. That's the patience it takes. You're ultimately trying to get past Whatever it is that is stopping you on this journey It's important to understand that It's a journey So what you're going through Is not going to be You know Overcome Or triumphant triumph. I'm not even sure if I'm using it right but overnight with one step it's not going to come like that it's a process because you know it was a process to get here so with that process to get here it's going to be a process to get out there are things that We do as humans. That unless we practice the freedom of. Fear. Freedom from fear. We'll never have that patience. We'll have a fear of failing. We'll have a fear. I mean to be honest which is going to sound crazy. But some of us fear success. But because of that fear. And we're not free from it. There is no patience. So instead of it being a journey. You're just going sideways. Instead of realizing. The reason why. You're never uncomfortable in the house you're in. Is because of the foundation. You're going to continue to change the windows. Change the kitchen. Build another room or. An outdoor house or whatever. And that is how we can be enslaved from freedom. I mean, freedom, excuse me, from fear. Because of the fear of rebuilding. Because of the fear of starting over. That stops us. And not only stops us, but it hurts us. The byproduct of hurting ourselves is hurting others. We'll be more short with people, for lack of a better term. We won't have patience to talk things out with people, we'll just automatically jump to conclusion. We'll assume. And some things that are some reasons that end relationships or jobs or opportunities are truly fixable. If you just practice a little patience. And truly understand what it means to be free. Maybe then. These situations or these issues. Can truly be overcome. A lot of us. Because we're in such a bad place. Begin to. Judge. In a. Malicious way. See, judging is not a problem. People think judging is a problem. Judging is not a problem. We all judge. It's the type of judgment. You know, for those who want to bring the Bible in it, you know, Moses was told by God Himself, if you want to believe that stuff, that you need to appoint people to practice just judgment. That means have it be justified. Let there be no bias, let there be no manipulation, let there be no reasons to sway. Look at the situation, look at the people, and just judge. Don't dictate or try to act like you know if someone's going to heaven or hell. Don't act like you know if someone's going to die or not. Don't act like if you know someone's going to ruin their life or not. But judge this situation judge this person accordingly so some of us judge in a malicious way and that is we start looking at people who try to help us for example we look at people who try to help us and we'll judge what they're doing as fuel to the fire as reasons to never talk to them again. You know, that's a judgment. You know, a lot of people say they don't judge, but then when someone comes up and talk to them, they judge them as trying to run game on them or trying to waste time. We all judge. But when all you do is judge negatively, that's not just judgment. There is no just judgment within a couple of seconds. It takes patience. You know, that's why cases in court take weeks. It takes patience to judge. And when you can truly understand what freedom is, be patient enough to work through the judgments that you have for yourself you know for example some of us judge ourselves to be weak-minded through patience you're going to work through that you know it's it's something to truly understand the way you look at yourself Because the way you look at yourself is not a skull, and a chest plate, and a stomach, and thighs, and feet, like how people perceive it to be. No. When you look in the mirror, you're seeing things about yourself that may not be physically there, but because you're on such a way of thought that you manifested it to be there. You know, a better example are those who truly have no weight or fat on them, thinking they're fat. They look in the mirror and be like, oh, I got to lose this, I got to lose that. And it's like, it's really not there. But because they have become enslaved to insecurities, because they have become enslaved to the doubt that now what's really not there is always present. I'll leave you with this beautiful quote that I overheard on social media. And one reason why I'm repeating this is because I feel like, have anybody made it to this point? I want to leave you with something that, excuse me, I want to leave you with something that truly is going to make you get somewhere. I want to be a catalyst with that. And again, this is a quote I overheard so it's not me saying this you know I just I hope you could be I hope I could be the reason you heard this just like that post was the reason I heard this. life is all about the three C's, choice, chance, change you have a choice to take a chance or your life will never change real talk